Shall we begin? Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Differential FPL podcast. Um, in this edition, we talk about the Premier League alone, no FPL this time. Um, today, we're going to talk about um, a lot that has happened this weekend. There was a big there was a big derby. And to help me with this and for all the stuff that we have to discuss, um, we have Alex. Alex, how are you doing today? I think Alex is on mute. Alex. Sorry, I was, I was <laughs> on apologies, man. Alex is here. Alex is here. I'm very well, man. Thanks for having me again. Ah, no worries. Thanks for coming. We also have Abi. Abi, hey, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Hopefully feeling better than you today. <laughs> I trust you are. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, and then we also have Pisayo. Pisayo returning. My guy, what's going on now? I'm good. Thanks for having me again. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And uh, finally, we have a guest with us, a new guest. Uh, uh, Manuel, thank you very much for coming in. How are you doing? I'm well and good. Thanks for having me on. Um, looking forward to some uh, great conversations and insights. Yeah. That's what I like. And his name is Manny, man. Stop building the manual business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, Alex, I said we should, we, should, we, should, we should be so formal. So bad it is. Yeah? Manny yeah, is. man. Yeah, um, this, this is not Sky Sports News, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they should call one of us a big. Let me get that Sky Sports money. I want that guy to have money, please. But anyways, Maddy <laughs> is a... Is a is a you know what might just come out and say it. Who do you support? The pride of London, King of the South, the biggest club in London, of course. I'm speaking about Chelsea. My God. <laughs> you know they, they they have to gas themselves up, these Chelsea fans. But you know what? It's all right. It's all right. Um, I'm sure you guys obviously watched the game yesterday. And I can start with, with Manny here. You know, it was a it was a very interesting game. Two two it ended. And, you know, that first half from Chelsea, you know, how did you see that first half? Uh, Arsenal looked, well, Arsenal, did Arsenal look that bad? Or did Chelsea just look really good? Um, In sincerity, I think it was a mixture of both. Um, I think Poch got his tactics spot on yesterday um, and how we set up with the false nine, took Arteta by surprise, um, flooded the midfield, doubled up on your wide players, you know, like a few things he did, you know, a few kind of minor tweaks he made as well. The midfield, especially, like, I think we, we completely dominated your midfield in that, and you know, in the first half most especially, you know. But um, it was the game of two halves, like, sorry to use that old adage, but um, I think Ateta responded well in the second half. Tomiyasu coming on was, was, was a big turning point in the game, I feel, because... Um, Zichenko was really getting like that, that guy was getting dog walk in that, in that first half you know like Sterling was just having his way Gusto was just making overlapping runs and he was really struggling when the second half it was a completely different game so um, hey, I mean there were lots of positive things but I think it's difficult to speak about the game without speaking about what um, Sanchez did 
You know, that guy basically had a bet on him, bet, bet 365, to be honest with you, because the more I think about it, the harder it is to explain. I, I don't know if, if Happy feels the same way, but uh, that was my take as a Chelsea fan in sincerity. All right. All right, fair enough. I, I, I like how you said Sanchez so much, because I kind of feel like Raya did a little bit. I mean, Fisaya, what was your take on Raya? So, if you notice, like... We have a group chat. On the group chat, I didn't I didn't blame him, if you notice. Yeah. The the second goal, the reason why he's so good at crosses, at uh, claiming crosses, is because of his anticipation. You could see he was already looking, like, thinking Mudrick was going to cross the ball into the box. So he was already, like, taking a few steps to his left, trying to come early to get the ball. That would happen, like... It, it's kind of like Seaman. Seaman used to do the same thing as well. And that's why he got caught with the Ronaldinho one. The same thing happened. Modric didn't, didn't, didn't mean that. I don't believe anyone would, would think he meant that. He was looking to cross the ball. He shanked it a bit and he went in. So things like that would happen. That's why I didn't blame Raya for that. The one I blamed him for was the one he gave to Palmer. That can happen. You can't do that. Like yeah, sometimes. You oh, sorry, know, yeah, sometimes you need to know when to go long and when to try and play through players. That pass wasn't on, so I blame him for that one, but I don't blame him for Modric's goal. Right, fair enough, fair enough. And um, speaking of Modric, that first half, um, I think a lot of people like to think that you know Modric had us on skates, Chelsea's uh, attackers had us had us on skates in that in that first half. What? How did you see it? So, I agree with um, I agree with Manny. Like uh, is is viewpoint. Poch got his tactics spot on. Like if you look at the possession stats, we had more possession, but that was because they allowed Gabriel and Saliba have the ball. So when those two had the ball, it was okay. You guys stay in shape, stay in shape. As soon as you pass it, as soon as we pass to a midfield player, they pressed hard. Like they won that midfield battle. So we didn't get. We didn't like string a couple of passes together. We didn't play well, sloppy touches, sloppy passes. But that was also due to like how Chelsea were playing. They were pressing so hard, and then when they won the ball, they broke quickly. Like I don't think he did anything. I don't think he had us on like toast or anything. But like he played well, like better than like what he's been doing before. He played well. He was part of it. Like he did a couple of nice things. The the. The penalty came from him, like Sanchez playing a long ball to him, and him like passing the ball off with his chest, and from their own like half, he made that run in, made the he saw the space, ran into the space. Sterling plays a lovely ball for him, goes to head the ball, and he hits Leibniz. So yeah, he had like a good game, but I don't think he was like their main guy. There were other people I thought played better, but he had a good game. Yeah, right, fair enough, and. Uh... Speaking of like, you know, still staying on that left wing, and um, I want to kick it to her, be here for now. Um, Cucurella, you know, last few games he has come in, he has looked good, and he did a number on Saka in that first half. You know, he kept him quiet for most of it, and not just Saka, pretty much anybody that came down that left side, you know, was met with an aggressive, confident, you know, Cucurella. How did you see his performance? Yeah, I mean, first half, he was pretty much untouchable. Like he dealt with everything that came his way. But second half, his level dropped a little. 
And I mean, I can't really blame him. Saka is probably top three right wingers. Sorry, definitely top three right wingers in the league. So I wasn't surprised that Saka was still able to do something. But Kukela held his own for at least 15, 16 minutes. So. Mm. Yeah. Could, you tell, could you tell us what happened after that, those first 45, 50 minutes? I think Saka was just cut it through anyhow. Everyone here watched the match next week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, Saka had some good dreams in that second half. You know, just, so, just... Yeah, there were, yeah, there were two really good ones. There was one that he had to play a lot. Even me, I thought that one, but can't, can't be too mad about it, Saka. All right, fair enough. And, um, you know, after the game, what was your what was your first feeling after the game? Did you think, you know, did were you happy with the points or were you just very disappointed that that, you know, that you couldn't get those three points. I was very livid after the game. But yeah? I didn't yeah, like it was two points dropped. I didn't see it as anything else. I fuck every other thing to be honest. And what I get Arsenal didn't play particularly great for most of the game, but neither did Chelsea. So I didn't think we were extraordinary. So like we played we've had a couple better games than we played against Arsenal. But yeah, we were two zero up. And relatively under no pressure, you know, Sanchez had a brain fart. And after the first goal went in, I'm sure everybody knew what was going to happen. So it was pure disappointment, considering yeah. how the game went. Only disappointment. Right, fair enough. I mean, Alex, you hear that? Do you do you do you side with what uh, Habib is saying there? That Chelsea fans should only feel disappointed by the result this morning. Hundred percent, because they were two 0 up. And um, but before we even get into that. For those who were not here last week, like Manny, um, when we're doing score predictions, D-Man was very confident. I think he said 3-1 or 4-1. Um, I, I said, yeah, we just had to remind D-Man so he's know that he's, that he's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, hold up. <laughs> hold up a sec. Hold up a sec, yeah. Chelsea should have collected it. First off, we had to give them... Oh, no, should have, would have, would actually feel grateful this morning. That managed to get a point from that game. See, I mean, Shola said Chelsea were going to win, so Shola was almost correct. I said that was going to be a draw, and that's exactly what happened. But anyway, back, but yeah, exactly. So I said draw. So back to your question. I think Chelsea should feel a bit disappointed because we were two 0 up and we were at home. And like Manny said, I think if Sanchez didn't make that horrible mistake, Chelsea would have probably left the three points. So yeah, Arsenal were lucky to get a draw. And speaking of Manny here, I mean. To be honest, like okay, let, let me let me give let me let me give Chelsea their their kudos. They played well in that first half. I thought it was really good. I, I agree with most of what you said, but at the end of the day, you guys were not that threatening, and we had to give you a pen and a flu goal to get the lead. So how good were you, really, Manny? Bro, I think um, you're only as good as your position in front of you, right? So Poch obviously clearly had a game plan for yesterday. And it worked, it worked perfectly until the 70-something minutes when you got your first shot on target, which happened to be a back pass from the goalkeeper who was out of goal to allow the goal going. You know, so when you look at it like that, you say, okay, fair enough. Um, I mean, Chelsea were ahead most of the game, bro. We scored early in the first half, early in the second half, you know. Where we failed yesterday was in game management. There's no Why, why are you taking that risk in the 70-something minutes? Kick that ball out of touch. You know, we're not chasing any goal there. You know, all we needed to do was manage the game better, 
and we, we get the three points, you know, and everyone would have been, you know, singing a different song this morning saying, oh, oh you know, Chelsea, oh, they, they looked dominant yesterday. Oh, they, their defence looked imperious. Oh, oh, look at, you know, things are clicking. It'll be a completely different conversation. So I think it's a bit, you know, in as much as the result didn't go our way, we still have to look at the game in context, you know, and bar that mistake. And I agree with what Fifi said. Um, both goalies made errors yesterday, I agree, but I can't necessarily blame or I can't compare Rea's mistake to Sanchez's mistake because at least Rea was thinking it was going to be a cross and had it not been a fluke, that, you know, it would have been 1-0 and, we, you know, we'll be saying something different now. But Sanchez's own, bro, the guy was literally away from goal and then kicked it to an Arsenal player. You know, like, it's difficult to forgive and it's difficult to explain. You know, like, so I don't know. Like, I don't know how you saw it, like, in terms of, like, both goalkeeping errors, whether you thought they were equal to each other or what's your take on that? Yeah, so, um, obviously, I watched the rose tinted glasses, the reddest of the rose. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, to be honest, I thought Sanchez was was not his normal self that he has been this season. He has actually been a little bit better than what he should. Because apart really? from that, where bro, bro the guy bro, gives yeah, away a little bit one better. of those one of those yeah. at least one a game, those misplaced passes to the opposition. Yesterday was the yep. first time he was punished, but at least one a game he gives those away. Well, the thing about those misplaced passes to the opposition, when you, when you watch enough keepers, good keepers, bad keepers, even the good keepers, Becker, for example, he gives the ball away once in a while, doesn't he? Once in a while is different to once a game, you know. Like I, I don't know if you heard yourself, bro. <laughs> no, I mean like, well, I mean it's it's not it's not it's not once a game, but like at least they give it away a fair bit about. Like even the best, yeah. the, the really good ones are allowed to kick it. They they give it yeah. away. A fair bit. So yeah. when somebody like Sanchez does that against a good pressing team like Arsenal, you know, and that's why we actually came back because we're a good fucking team, but you guys aren't. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair though let me just, obviously I'm not an Arsenal or Chelsea fan just a very quick one on this I think I think Enzo might have been culpable as well so I don't think all the blame should go to Sanchez if, um, hey. and again I, I might be wrong here but to, to Demon's point when you're when you're told as a goalkeeper to play out from the back every time it's all about your midfielders to help you find angles and I think obviously our pass was going to Enzo but I don't think Enzo read it properly. And that's the reason why he went all the way to Declan Rice. That's how I saw it. Obviously, the goalkeeper would take blame. But he's been told to play that way. And like Demon said, every now and again, you get it wrong. He just needs to be more aware and make sure the person receiving the pass is ready for that pass. Hmm, fair enough. I, I like that, Alex. No, more or less, Alex just contradicted himself in the sense whereby he said, <laughs> yeah, you, 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 you're meant to play out from the back, but the guy wasn't ready. So, bro, if you know no, the guy no, no, ready, no, Enzo, 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 Enzo wasn't ready, but Enzo should exactly. have been ready. That's, my point. that's that's your job as a goalkeeper. You can't, bro. Like, it's one thing to play the ball to a striker that isn't ready because at least it's going to take a while for the ball to come back, but not at the edge of your defense. If you can see the guy's not ready, why are you taking that risk? And this is what Pod said at the end of the game. You know, he said, "Listen, I'm not blaming the guy, but really, like, he should have managed the situation better and gone long." Yes, I want the guy to play out from the back, but at the same time, I want him to have common sense. Hmm, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Abi, what do you think about that? Let Abi say something, because I do. Well, I say. mean, I totally get where everyone is coming from. And yes, while Enzo has some fault, most of it will still be Sanchez, because he has got the full view of the pitch. So if you can see he's not ready, 
you pass to someone else or give a better pass or last last kick the ball out of play because I'm still going to say why did you give an inaccurate pass to someone that wasn't ready it was just a very bad play all, all in all. Right, fair enough. I, I I think I think we've done enough on 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 Sanchez. Um, and I'm um, just speaking of keepers, you know, because obviously keepers was, was a very you know was a big highlight of yesterday as well. Um, Raya, um, Fisayo, you know, looking at, at what Ateta has been saying that look, I want two guys for one position. You know, foggy competition. You know, there's even <laughs> that new bit of his new wife because you know. He has to have two of each. I'm just joking, but obviously, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, should Raya go out now? I mean, this is the third or fourth game in which, you know, Raya has been a topic. You know, is it because Ramsdale is right there waiting that Raya is a topic? Or is, is or is this, uh, what's it called? Is the pressure on him justified? So, I, th- like, I think this whole thing, that, like, Ramsdale's a good keeper, no doubt. But if Ramsdale wasn't English, I don't think the British media, like, I don't think they will be harping on about it like they are. This same thing happened. Leno was a German international. He was a good keeper. Arteta went out and bought Ramsdale. And after, like, a couple of games, Ramsdale came in. No one, like, they weren't asking him questions always in the press conference, blah, 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 Leno, da, 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 da. But now that it's done to Ramsdale... We wouldn't hear the last of it. Like, I don't think Arteta is going to drop Raya just yet. Like, he yes, he made a mistake in this, or a couple of mistakes in this game. And then in the City game in the first half, he looked shaky as well. Like in the Champions League, uh, he gave away a ball that led to a goal. But the thing is, Mikel's the one who was telling him to do that. So Mikel, like Mikel even said after the City game that he's like at halftime, he told him, don't worry, keep doing it. So I'm just, I think like, yeah, it's taken him maybe a while, like getting used to his new teammates, understanding, blah, blah, blah. But I think Arteta is going to keep playing him because Raya would keep doing that. There's right. a reason why he's bought him. And he's, I, I think he's going to, he's going to keep faith with him for a while. Yeah. Okay. So what if, so if you were Arteta, you would leave him there, right? Or what would you do? Sorry. What would I do? Yeah. Just I random. Would... Just random question. Right now. Do you okay? Right now, let's not say what would you do. Right now, do you feel he should? He should give Ramsdale a chance to win back his spot. I think depending on what Ramsdale's doing in training, if Ramsdale's proven in training that he's not making as much mistakes or he's following the instructions Arteta wants, then sure, Ramsdale should play. But if Ram Arteta feels Raya is doing exactly what he wants then he'll keep playing riot like i don't we have two go two good goalkeepers so i don't really mind who starts i think i think you continue playing riot because you you've won him for a while you want him to be your number one next few games you play you play sheffield united next play him like yeah he made a couple of mistakes are you trying to tell me ramsdale didn't make mistakes as well ramsdale made mistakes just play him let's like yeah Unless he like keeps making it does like every single game, but yeah, I'll keep playing him. All right, fair enough. And uh, Manny, just do you have anything to say to what Fisaya just said? I know you have some thoughts on 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 Ramsdale. <laughs> to be honest with you, bro, um, 
I'm not sure Raya is the answer either, you know. In as much as I think Ramsdale is average, um, I'm, I think similar to Sanchez, not to go back there again, I think it's the difference between keeping goal for a small club and for a big club, you know. Some think that, you know, I hate to go back to Pedacek, but I always use Pedacek as a reference. What made Pedacek so good wasn't even necessarily his goalkeeping abilities as much as his mentality. Because to be, to be the goalie for a top club, you need to have concentration because they're going to be long spells in the games when you're not getting tested. And then randomly, you, you get called upon and you need to have that concentration and presence of mind to be able to make a save. You know, as we saw yesterday now, do these goalkeepers have that mentality? Yes, they're good at playing out for the back. But as we've seen with, you know, Andre Onana, for instance, who is great at kind of playing out from the back. Do you have like the you know the basic kind of minerals to play to play as a top to play as a goalkeeper for a top club? You know, I, I'm not sure Raya is the answer. If I was Ateta, I'd actually bring back Ramsdale for the next few months, give Raya some time to kind of acclimatize to being at Arsenal and knowing what it means to be there, then try him again. You know, because where you guys are quite lucky is that you've just done a loan deal; you haven't actually bought the guy outright. So there's no, you know, you don't owe him anything, you know. If he's come and he hasn't, you know, looked the part that you wanted him to play, then why commit to him? If you already have Ramsdale then just send him back to Brentford and then you can actually have a go again at purchasing another goalkeeper that might be able to live with that pressure. That's just, you know, my two pens on that one, to be honest. All right, fair enough. Um, I want to move on, but before I do, does anybody want to add anything to that? The only thing I'll say is I think Ateta has given himself a headache that he didn't quite need. And I know we discussed this in the group when uh, Raya was uh, purchased, albeit on loan. Because all he's done right now is made it hard for himself to actually pick his number one. Because I hear what everyone has said for Zaya Mane. I'll give you guys an example. He brings Ramsdale back uh, for a Champions League game and Ramsdale makes a howler. What happens next? Because now when Ramsdale comes back, if he comes back, he's going to be, he's going to be a nervous wreck because he knows that now it's like an audition for him. He can't, pardon my French, F up. And he's probably going to F up because we've all said he's a decent goalkeeper. But for me, he's picked for the light. So he'll come in, make a mistake. Then what happens? Raya comes back in. Then what happens again? He's, I just think that just created a mess. And I would actually just stick with uh, Raya. Just goalkeepers will make mistakes every now and again. But it's clear that Ateta has said this is number one. All that business of, oh, let them fight for the position is BS. Ryan's is number one. Stick with him. And at the end of the day, he'll live and die by that sword. I don't think changing and chopping goalkeepers does good for anyone. You don't want your centre-backs questioning who's behind us today. Oh, is it Ramsdale? Is it Ryan? You don't want that. Just stick to your number one, regardless of how good or bad they are. Sadly, they're both average. It reminds me of when we had Maynole and Carriers, two goalkeepers that were not that great. Just go out and go get like a <coughs> Alison Becker. So, so you, you went through that whole soliloquy just now. I'd hype my guy now. <laughs> I knew you were going to be Becker in one way or the other. You know, you always Alison, have to Alison Becker, like there's another one in the world. <laughs> yeah. oh, thank you. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> I fair enough, and I'll be. Um, I, I'm happy you had a good laugh out of that. I mean, um, yesterday they also had 300 million, you know, pound midfielders on the on the pitch yesterday, and Ikelebi Stoner Rice was the only one that 
that seemed to prove that you know he was worth that about <laughs> yeah, the money. Yeah, Wait, yeah, what, yeah. what? What did you just call him? Killing <laughs> this thunder. <laughs> I swear, I don't think I said it right. <laughs> but happy definitely one that scored. That's all I have to say. Ah, come on, Rice had a bigger game than that. You I have mean, to... yes, but like him playing better doesn't necessarily translate to hundred million well spent. Judging just based on that game. I know, but come on. Okay, let's let's put it this way. You know, he's playing against all three of them cost that amount, yeah. And both of them yeah. are playing against one of you know this guy that everybody has been praising for like a while. You know, and they wanted to show themselves. You know, definitely wanted to show themselves. But apart from the goal, Rice created at least two, three more chances, not just for himself, for his teammates as well. And generally, he looked better than either of them. Or did you did you see it differently? With um, Caicedo <laughs> created three other chances that led to zero oh, shots oh. on target. I just want to put that out there. So, like, Dude, when you that's all we're talking about. Though. We don't have to go that far. We don't have to go that far. We're talking about what I mean, Rice did. Yeah, it's... definitely. He looked better than them, but it was like due to other factors. And I don't want to sound like I'm giving excuses, but it is just what it is. Mm-hmm. Enzo and Caicedo both played South American qualifiers. Mm-hmm. So all that travel, they probably what came back when Thursday. I mean, yeah. all leggy and all. I think Kaiser didn't even train till Friday. Enzo trained, I think, later Thursday. So they were leggy. They didn't perform so well. But like, I'm just saying, there's a reason for this. And yeah, but Rice looked better than them. I wouldn't argue that. Fair enough. Um, but one guy who did look very good as well, uh, for Chelsea, uh, Gallagher. You know, um, as if you like Chelsea fans give you that guy high. I feel like in a few months your change, your tune will change. But for now, uh, Manny, the way um Galga played yesterday, and yeah, it looked like Rice stole that ball off him. And you know, I've said like twice now, nobody laughed. I said he was thinking of big booty on the pitch, but nobody laughed. I'm like, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but um. Um, what's his name? Connor this season. He has he has looked all right. The guy he looked... is. Oh wait, you that one of you can go. Let Manny go first, and then Abby. Yeah, sure. I right, go, Manny. Gallagher has looked every part the player we thought he could be when he went alone to Crystal Palace. You know, he has high energy, um, great tactical awareness, and the one part of his game which we're yet to see again at Chelsea is his eye for goal. You know, because he has that in his locker as well. But in terms of doing a lot of the dirty work, winning tackles, winning 50-50s, and setting the counter-press for the rest of the Chelsea guys, I think Gallagher has been superb. And at the very least, he's a very good squad player. That's that's at the very least. You know, like, I actually believe he's going to push Lavia and some of these other guys for, like, a starting position as the year progresses. You know, him wearing the armband and growing into that role for the club. I mean, he understands Chelsea. He loves Chelsea. And the way he plays on the pitch, you can see that. You know, the guy gives everything, you know, even if that's not really his game. You know, similar to what Loftus-Chick was, was doing for us previously. You know, the guy was playing left back. He played centre half. He played wing back. He played DM. And the guy was really an eight, a box-to-box player, you know. So I think every squad needs one of these kind of players, similar to what Scott McTominay is doing for Man United, you know. Just a yeah. reliable guy who you can count on, you know, in multiple positions. All right. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, until until Rice stole that, stole that ball from him, um, I actually thought... Um, I thought he was having a good game, to be honest. So Bro, I'm not... sorry to correct you, but what, what ball did he steal from him? 
Sanchez on, assisted the guy, but it's, it's not no, like no. Connor was sleeping. Connor was sleeping. There's there yeah, you but... can see the second right sharply move the further of him. Officer, no, what you... he was never in possession of the ball, so you can't say he stole it from him. Thank ah. you very much, you. Ah, are you serious? Are you serious? No, he was never yeah, he didn't steal it off Connor, he just anticipated better. Exactly, yeah. But that was Connor's ball, though. Like no, the ball was no. for end the ball was, was for Enzo. Enzo. Oh no, no, no. I've I've left that Enzo part. Look, the ball is moving towards Connor, right? And Connor is is, is on he's not on his toes. <laughs> he's basically just staring at it, waiting for it to get to him, right? And if you watch the replay, Rice anticipates that wait, this guy is not even moving. If this guy is not moving, I'm just going to jump in here. And that's when Rice just jumps in. Yeah, you not get... a steal, bro. Yeah, good anticipation, but not a steal. Ah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. But that, yeah. I, that's what I got. And uh, besides, I want you to give your own take on, you know, on, on Rice. And, you know, these Chelsea youngsters, you know, Palmer, Modric, this new Chelsea uh, moving into the future. Even Gusto as well had a good game. Until he as well decided that he's not going to touch a ball that he should have obviously touched. Which is... <laughs> hey, I put that down oh. to Saka putting in a delicious ball oh, in that really? in that area where keeper and defender don't know what to do. Fair enough. And, but, uh, go on, yeah, go, go on. Yeah, yeah, if we're talking about if we're talking about Chelsea, the the new players, they've like like I said, they've bought good play. They have good players. My only thing with them, why I didn't think they would um, challenge for top four this season, was just because. They bought a lot of players. It takes time for them to gel, plus a new manager, like trying to get his ideas across, plus everything they went through like last season. But you can tell, like, the I spoke to many about this, like the project they have, like buying young players and trying to let them like grow together. Like it's a good one. Like they're going with like a long-term approach now. So yeah, they have some quality players. Like I remember when they were after Palmer and I was talking to Manny and I was telling him, this guy is a serious player. Like, I was surprised City let him go because I think he's very, very good. So, yeah, they have some, they have some top talent. Like, Mudrick, I think, still needs some time. He's getting there. But, yeah, I think, like, maybe from, like, next year, January, February, we might start seeing the best of him. But, yeah. When they get when they get Lavia back, when they get in Kunku back, uh, some defenders back, uh, Badiashile is back. Uh, when they get Fofana back as well, so yeah, they have like a lot of good young players. I I see them like improving as the season goes on, but I still just think they might just fall short of top six. All right, fair enough. Um, Alex, uh, before we go to the uh, Habi here, I just wanted you to um. Regarding what Fisaya just said, um, and the way Chelsea played yesterday, did they prove anything different to you yesterday? I was impressed. Uh, obviously, I, I didn't quite catch the full game, so I, I saw highlights this morning. And based on why, so I was impressed. I think Chelsea are there picking up. I'm just happy that we played them. Um, because to what mm-hmm. Fisaya said, they are only going to get better as the players settle, the manager continues to implement his tactics and imprints on the team, so they will get better. So I think Chelsea, Chelsea can feel... I, th- I think they will end up having a decent season. I don't think they'll crack that top four, but definitely top six. And if this, if top five gets Champions League next season, so there's a good chance that Chelsea can actually just sneak that fifth position 
just based on what I'm seeing, it looks like they're starting to cook slowly. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I might end up eating some humble pie because I didn't quite think they will get there, but it looks like they're getting there. And just a quick one on Gallagher. It's giving me shades of early Henderson at Liverpool when we first bought him. A lot of people were not really sure. He just came in as someone who works hard. But I think the longer Gallagher sticks at it, he might end up being a very important player for Chelsea. And I'm not sh- quite sure that Lavia will actually dispossess him when he comes back because, well, Gallagher's obviously captain at the moment. We know Reece James is the normal captain, but Reese is never fit. So I think Gallagher, like joke, like joke, he'll end up being the Chelsea captain full-time and just actually stay in that team. Hmm, that would be surprising, you know. And for me, that it would be sweet to see that, but it would also be surprising as well. And um, Habib, just before um, we go here, did 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 Poch do anything yesterday that surprised you and gave you faith moving forward that you guys have the right man? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, instead of like the fact that the middle was so clogged and he forced your players wide and they still couldn't do much. Like, the setup from him was pretty much spot on. Every error or every mistake we made was 100% on personnel on the pitch. So, definitely nothing against Port. And like I've said this season, um, it's pretty evident that Port is doing serious work because the things we struggled with in the past, like, I mean, if you're not creating enough, if you're struggling to build up, yeah, those are signs that you should be worried about your manager. But we have none of those. It's just a barren spell in front of goal. And some errors here and there, but apart from that, I can't say Poch is doing much wrong. He has picked up from the selection issues he was having at the beginning of the season. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. Okay. Fair enough. And um, Manny, thank you so much for coming. But before you go, uh, uh, uh oh yeah, sorry, Fisar, did you say something? Go on, please. Yeah, before before you we round up, I just want to give a shout out. To Kai yeah. Havertz, like I think he played a huge role when he came. Like the whole game, Jesus was being handled by Silver and Corwell, and as soon as Kai Havertz came on, he won more aerial duels in twelve minutes than any other Arsenal player, and he just allowed us a it, it allowed us uh bypass like the midfield press, and Raya was able to go long to him, and we were able to play higher up the pitch. I think yeah. we should. I think we should play him as a nine and not a midfielder. We should forget the midfielder thing, just play him as a nine. Right, fair enough. And uh, <clears throat> before Fisar uh, really interrupted me, I was going to ask Manny about the Chelsea. <laughs> but he actually dropped a good point there about Kai Havertz. And Manny, I guess you can talk about this. Thank you for coming, by the way. And I want you to talk about what Fisar just said about um, Kai. What did you feel like watching Kai come back and actually play so well and, you know, be involved in, in, in the goal that actually... Um, brought um, brought Arsenal back into the game. No, not brought Arsenal back into the game, but, you know, Arsenal equalised from. Well, um, it's been a pleasure and thanks for having me again. Um, in, in honesty, if if that's what Kai Havertz playing well looks like, then I'm very happy we sold him. You know? <laughs> 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 that's what I have to say to that one, bro. Because really and truly, like, what did he really do? You know, what do we, you know, like, we, that's why I said we have to look at the game in context. You know, if Sanchez didn't make that howler, then we'll be looking at it and say, oh, Kai Havertz did nothing again. You know, you said he had, uh, you know, a hand or a head in the second goal, so to speak. But um, what did he do? I mean, he contested the header. He didn't win the header. You know, you're saying as though he won the header. You know, it was actually a ground pass. Someone passed the ball to him. He was in the half space. He passed it out. Then the ball went wide to Saka. 
you know. Mm-hmm. So I give Saka the credit, you know, for putting that ball in. You know, I'm not mad at Gosto because Gosto is a he's a teenager for crying out loud, and he, you know, he he pocketed Martinelli for most of the game. He got tired. You know, where I think we could have done something different was perhaps sending Cole out to the left and bringing the Sassy in also, so we we have more height to deal with some of these things. But that's neither here nor there, you know. Um, you, I'm sorry, you had one more question concerning Chelsea full stop. I didn't quite catch that one. Oh yeah, you can just um, I mean, except if I will say something back. All right, now, nah, all right. Um, what I was just gonna say was, um, Chelsea youngsters Palmer, Modric. Um, uh, I mean, you can also you can also count um, Enzo in that. You know, moving forward, you know, how happy are you with this trio? And do you think they can actually take you back to where you? I wouldn't say where you belong because you don't really belong there, but where you used to. Be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, bro. To be honest with you, I think our midfield is set for the years to come. I think we still haven't seen the best of Enzo, Casiedo, Lab. We, we haven't seen the best of any of them, you know. So just based on even Leslie Gochuku as well coming through, you know, I think our midfield is going to be set. I like the tenacity. I like the legs. I like the, the you know, I like the profiles in terms of their passing ranges. You know, the one place I think we might struggle is if we don't get some of these guys adding goals to their games, you know. I think ultimately, moving forward, I think it's going to be a double pivot of Enzo and Caicedo, which for me blends nicely. They both have like good engines, good passing ranges and like like a tackle as well. You know, then it will be, you know, Mudrik and Sterling fighting for the left. Noni can either deputize for Nkunku behind the striker or um, play with, um, sorry, did I say Noni? I meant Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer and Nkunku can fight for the number 10 position. Kani Chukumeka as well can fight for the 10 position. And then on the on the right-hand side, we can have Noni, Palmer, even Sterling playing some games there as well. You know, so I think we have a nice blend of kind of uh, attacking profiles there. The one question is with all Chelsea fans is, Who's our best striker, or do we have enough goals in the team? Um, I really Luka- like Jackson. Lukaku. Oh, man said Lukaku. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you Bro, for reminding us about that, man. I'm thinking. Yes, now. <laughs> and um, and I guess uh, I guess this is a good this is a good place to end this first segment. Um. We're going to go on a break and we'll come back in the second segment. But Manny, thank you so much for coming through. You had a lot of nice points and I'm hoping that you'll come back again so that we can talk about this, uh, you know, if you, you know, more times. Um, I was glad to, uh, it was good to have you here today as been well. It's been a pleasure, man. Nice one. Now, yeah, thanks, now my opportunity has been taken. I'll be back, man. Don't worry about that, boys. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Nice and Abby, uh, thank you both as well for coming through. Um, in the second, in the second segment we're going to have Wahala and Shola come through um, and um, you guys have a great day and we'll see you guys in the second segment Bless. thanks bye nice one